Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Yes. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and um, I'm super excited to share with you guys what I'm talking about today, which is like the core and the essence of what I do and my passion. So um, so I'm going to share my screen and let's go. Shared the right screen, right? Yes. Okay. So my name is Sarah Delansig. Um, we're going to talk about how to follow up like a boss today. Um, and first of all, let's go over my background. Oops, it went too far, way too far. <laughs> now you get to see it all. Ah, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Sometimes, you know, technical difficulties. Try this again. Ah, wrong thing. Slideshow. There we go. Okay. Background. I'm only going to be brief on this. Um, I'm currently the owner and CEO of the Inside Sales Agency, which is a boutique ISA company for top producing real estate agents. And um, I'm also a realtor at eXp Realty. However, no desire to sell real estate. It wasn't for me. I found my niche in um, being an ISA and helping other people sell real estate. So um, right now I am training some of the top producing uh, real estate agents and coaches in the industry. They're um, ISAs for them. It's a lot of fun for me because I love to train, which is something that I used to do. So I used to run a uh, an ISA team for a real estate coaching and consulting company. And it was a really amazing job. I left eventually to get my real estate license and I was Linnea Carver's assistant. She is absolutely amazing. And she does the Friday power tips on Agent Power Huddle. Um, so you guys should check her out at 8 a.m. Pacific as well. And then I always throw in there my BA in psychology because, well, I paid a lot of money for it and um, that's all it's good for right now. So, well, not really, but you know. <laughs> um, so we're going to go over today, uh, start to finish a follow-up process. This is my follow-up process. This is not necessarily everyone else's. I will share some other follow-up processes that I've found you know, and you can kind of take it and make it your own and see what works. The most important thing is that you actually follow up with people though. So when you make a follow-up process and a plan, you need to stick to it. So um, what we should talk about today is like, what are you going to look for right off the bat when you first get a lead that comes in? Uh, what should you ask? What, what do you say on the first call? Um, what do you say on the first text? And how often are you going to call, text, and email? So we will go over that stuff. And so the first step is look at the details. So just a little while ago, like probably half an hour ago, I got a little ding on my phone. Brand new lead came in, you know, looking at homes on the website. And so it's like, this is an example. Uh, Jane Doe is actively looking at homes on your website. So what I would do then is I want to know as much information as possible about this 
um, so that I can call them right away. And then I can have like my mindset, right. To know kind of what area they're looking in, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, all that kind of stuff. I like to know what time of day they actually were looking if possible. Not every CRM can give you this information, how long they were looking at each home or anything like that. But if you have that ability, um, then it is really helpful because when Whenever they're looking at homes, they're probably available. So it kind of gives you an idea of how to follow up with them, right? Um, how many homes did they view? That's important information too. Like how how serious are they? How how long were they looking at each one? Did they favor any? Um, you know, beds, bath, budget, and location are all super important details to have. Now, if I get two leads at once, I want to know, you know, I want to call the person that provided all of their information. If they pre provide a full name, email, phone number, and they even fill out like whether they're pre-approved, stuff like that, those, that person I will call over somebody that gave me half information. So I like to know what, you know, how serious they are by looking at that kind of stuff too. So um, speed to lead is the second step, right? Um, everybody should know that how quickly... You reach out is actually going to set the tone for um, the whole process of like how how aggressive you are with everything, um, how much you're willing to try to pursue them to help them with what they need. Right. So uh, 15 minutes within 15 minutes is best, but it's not always practical, especially for busy real estate agents. Um, but you will see like they remember sometimes they're annoyed by it, but you're going to have that. Right. Um, but at least they know exactly what you're talking about and it's fresh on their mind. And it's something that they were actively looking at within, you know, the last 15 minutes. Right. So it is a conversation that maybe they want to continue because they are in that mindset when they're looking at it online. Um, so you can't always do it, like I said. So, um, but if you, you know, if you can, whenever you can, you're going to want to then go into attempt the contact, right? So we're going to still use the example of Jane Doe looking at um, at homes on our website. And nine times out of 10, you're not going to reach them, unfortunately. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. You, you reach, I think it's like 10% of people. But when you do reach them, um, this is kind of an example of what I would say. I'd be like, hey, Jane, this is Sarah from... And the things in parentheses, obviously, you can switch out. But I give as many details as possible, you know, where they were looking, how many beds and baths they were looking at and stuff like that. So, hey, Jane, this is Sarah from Brent Conley's real estate team in San Diego. I noticed you were looking at three bedroom, two bath homes in Oceanside on our website recently, earlier today, yesterday, whatever the case may be. Did you see anything that you'd like to take a closer look at? So that is what I've been doing, but I kind of switched it up more recently. Um, from something I heard from Linnea, actually, I think she shared it on one of her agent power huddles, which is, um, we have some open times available this week to go check out homes. Would you like to take advantage of that? I never say, are you interested? Just so you know, I always say like, could you benefit from that? Would that be helpful? I, I propose it that way so that it's a little bit harder for them to say no to me, but you also just kind of cut right to the chase too. Um, so if they don't answer the phone, I leave that as a voicemail, okay? And you can also send a text that's pretty much the exact same thing, but I add emojis and I add a video text, like some kind of video link to 
the agents that I work for, if they have anything that's related to buyers, maybe they have a home that's listed and they did a video on it that is similar to the ones that they're looking at. I That's why I want the details, right? Where are they looking? What are they looking at? How long are they looking for it? Um, so until I get a hold of them and I can really hammer in those details, I will send them what I think I figured out from all the details that they gave me. And then I will send a video like home buyer miss or, you know, um, or some kind of listing that's related to it. So you can switch these out with however you want, <laughs> but it remains pretty much constant that you're like, you're going to follow up with exactly what you said on the voicemail and exactly what you would say to them in person. And then you dig down into the deeper details. So if anybody has any questions, you guys just let me know, but I'm going to keep going because that's what I do. So, um, so at this point, you're going to need to determine your follow-up plan. Okay. So this is where a lot of real estate agents fail miserably. They make the first contact attempt. They leave the voicemail, then out of sight, out of mind, and they never set themselves up another task, another opportunity to reach out again. They think one and done. And if they're interested, they'll call back, right? Well, that's not the case. There, there are amazing AI out there. There are amazing, um, you know, all kinds of tools out there. And I'm brought in because they they don't make the calls, right? So if you're not able to consistently make the calls, you might need to look at bringing somebody in that can because, uh, you know, lots of money go out, goes out the window <laughs> if you're not able to continually stick to a follow-up plan. So, um, so like I said, you want to make contact within the first 15 min minutes if possible. Then you're going to add them to an appropriate email campaign. So a buyer's drip, a seller's drip, you know, depending on what they're looking at, all that. So Again, back to details. So I'm going to share my next steps and how I do it with Google leads and with online leads. But this is always evolving, to be honest with you. I'm always finding other methods. I'm always trying different things. I'm, I, I go from being, you know, aggressive to not very aggressive. It just depends on, on the market, I guess, and just the way things are at the time. But what I've seen is working is what I'm going to tell you. So um, for Google leads, you do want to be a little bit more aggressive. Like if they're reaching out specifically to you, maybe like realtor.com leads, I don't know. These probably are in the same category, but not like Google pay-per-click leads. I'm talking about like people that like found you, know your name, reached out to you. You're going to want to be a lot more aggressive and you're going to want to, you know, call text ASAP. You're going to want to call them and text them um, the first day, then two days later. Um, and then what I do kind of is like a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, and then every month until contact is made. Now, if contact is made and there are little tricks to get them, you know, to, to make contact, you can send texts like, are you ghosting me? Like, um, ask them specific questions to help them engage with you. There's, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, and those are all like, out there, but make it your own and add emojis and like try to make it in your own voice because that's going to help you represent yourself a lot better. And when you add the video and any kind of value is going to just elevate it to a whole nother level. So um, for online leads, I kind of do the same thing, but it's a little less aggressive because, you know, they're scrolling through, maybe they were at a Christmas party and they're like talking about real estate and they scroll through Facebook. Oh, the what's your home worth pops up 
you know, and you click the ad and they forget they had a few drinks. So I don't, I don't like to blow up people that clicked on the, what's your home worth ad, right? Like it seems a little cheesy to me. So I do call and text them ASAP. Usually AI can text them too, but I don't like the AI text. So sometimes I turn that off and I do my own, but I will call them. It's going to be similar. Let's just say that it was, what's your home worth? Hey, this is Sarah with Brent Conley's real estate team in San Diego. I saw that you wanted to know how much your home on XYZ Street is worth. Just wanted to chat with you about that really quick so we could get you the best estimate. Please give me a call or text back when you have some time. That's how I would do it. It's a good example of exactly what I say. And then, you know, text as well. So then I would send a different video. I wouldn't send obviously buyer mess. I would send something like, you know, a video about home values or um, market, current market update or something like that. Just something that can go along with what they want to know, right? 12 tips for sellers. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff out there. So hopefully you're following along with that. Um, but if you contact them, it's a different story. So um, for online leads, yeah, like call text ASAP one week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, and then every month. So it's it's kind of just, you don't call as many times in the first two days, right? So that's kind of how I'm doing it. Now, I did hear about a 333 method um, that Linnea shared with me. And it is attempting contact three times per day for three days, and then three times per week for three weeks and three times per month for three months. So I would still contact them at least once a month after this area ends. Like I don't take anyone out of my follow-up plan until they have specifically told me that they bought, sold, have an agent, something like that. Right. Or, you know, we're like, no, I'm not interested. Remove me from follow-up or they reply stop or something like that. So I bought, um, John Cheplak's ISA playbook. And this is something I felt like I needed to mention because it is, you know, it's a, it's a, a strategy out there. I haven't tried it. It's not, it's not necessarily my style, but I did want to share it with everyone. Um, you know, it's not his full plan. So I'm not like giving away all the secrets or anything, but what he does is he calls three, three times a day for seven days. He uses um, video text as well, uh, sends them messages through social media. This is something I haven't done, but I'm, I'm looking into. Um, and then he sets up a property to search based on the details that he has from what they were looking at and stuff like that. So, oops. so I just wanted to like throw that out there because my way might not be your way. Everybody has a different way. Um, and so I find that my way is a little bit more I don't know. It's not super aggressive and it's not not aggressive, but it does help you over time, you know, nurture that relationship and see where it can go. But the most important thing is adding value to it. So I will say that. So when you actually get in contact with them, what do you say? What are you looking for? What do you want to know? Right. Um, LP Mama is something that I've heard from a lot of real estate events, which is, you know, location, price, what's their motivation to buy or sell? Do they have an agent? Um, do they have a mortgage or like what do they want their mortgage payment to be? And then setting the appointment. So my version of this is triple BLTA. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you guys know the BLTA at Red Robin, but anyway, that's that's how I remember it. But um, beds, bath, budget, location and lender. So the L stands for both um, timeline and then appointment and agent. So I don't really even get into all of this until I know if they have an agent and if they're under contract with an agent. Now, there are 
ways of, you know, asking like, awesome, who are you working with? And then if they come up with a name right away, then you can be like, okay, great. You know, sounds like you're in good hands. Have a wonderful day. And, you know, obviously we don't want to, I'm sure you know the rules about like, you know, if they're under contract with an agent, everything like that, how you can't market to them. So I don't want to waste my time going down a rabbit hole if they have an agent and they are under contract with an agent. So, um, so that is, that is my strategy there. So most of this stuff I don't get into until I have that locked down. And I, and I, I actually asked them in a nice way. I'm like, Hey, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Are you currently working with an agent that you're under contract with? Um, and so I, when you put it that way, you know, it sounds like you, and realistically, I do want to know that. And I'm not trying to be, you know, manipulative about it. So um, this is another thing I found. Now, these are the same questions that I asked. So I just kind of copied this, but I put my own spin on it. Oh, spin on it, which is called spin. So you want to find out their situation, you know, um, what is motivating them to buy or sell? I always ask them, like, what prompted you to request your home estimate? Are you thinking of selling? Right. Um, and, and then I try to get the timeline. Uh, you know, how would you describe your current situation? This is another question that you can ask. Um, you want to find out what the problem is with why they're needing to move. Is it, you know, for family? Is it a job you know, relocation? Is it downsize, upsize, you know, new baby, marriage? There's all different, you know, divorce. There's all different reasons why people need to buy or sell a home. So try to get to the issue of that. And that's also coincides with need, but um, you can say, how's that experience going now? Like, you know, what do you think of the process? Um, and then the implication, what would that mean to you if you were able to be closer to family? What would that mean to you if you were able to have an extra room for the new baby, right? Um, what would that mean to you if you were able to have your own space or a mother-in-law or whatever? There's always an underlying motivation. And when you can figure that out, it's going to help guide you down the right path because they'll open up about it. And then you need to really listen, repeat and affirm. Obviously, you don't want to just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You want to like, any time that you have something in common with them, because I had a I had an experience with a real estate agent, it wasn't the best. And so I'm pretty passionate about helping people find the right real estate agent. So whenever I'm talking to someone and they're like frustrated with their current situation, not if they're under contract or anything, but if they're frustrated with their current situation, I tell them about my experience. I tell them, you know, like why I care about them finding the right agent and connecting with the right agent. So, um, so some of the, those things you can ask, so those are all good questions to ask. Um, and then, wow, I went through this one really fast, but we can, we can talk more about it, especially if you guys have questions, but how do you follow up with your leads? This is the same one I had last week, but this is really important. It is the most important factor in lead conversion. I have seen agents drop the ball on people requesting appointments for like to go see homes because they weren't looking at their CRM. They weren't paying attention to the ding that pops up and says, hey, this lead requested to see this home. And then it goes into the abyss. And, you know, and then that person is frustrated. They don't feel heard. Right. So making sure that your follow up process is on point, making the plan, sticking with it, um, providing value with every contact attempt. So this is kind of where I wanted to go and show you guys like how it progresses. 
Um, but I ran out of time and I didn't have it all. So I can kind of explain it though. So from the first call, from the first contact attempt, I send that stuff, like I said, um, sometimes I send an intro video of the agent to just for somebody to get an idea of who the agent is. And then the next time I try to reach out to them, I say, did you receive what you requested? Because a lot of times these come from like people who requested a list of, uh, you know, one level homes or homes with pools or homes with updated kitchens, right? So if they're requesting info, the first thing I want to do is just make sure that they got that info and then open up the conversation about why they were requesting it. like. What's the motivation behind it? So if that all makes sense, right? And then from there, I try to get them to get you know comfortable with who the agent is that I'm working with because I'm reaching out on behalf of other real estate agents, not not for myself, you know. So so in that case, I try to show them uh, an intro video of my client or something that has to do with the community or anything like that. And then from there, it progresses. Like check out this buyer's guide. Right. If they don't have as many videos as I want, there's always buyer's guides, there's always marketing plans, there's always other content that you can share. So you should be providing value with every contact attempt, right? You should be saying, Hey, I can take you to see this home. Hey, I can send you another list of homes. Hey, we could set up um property alerts. Um, there's all different things that you guys can do. And you guys all know like what you should do. A lot of people don't know what to say. They don't know what to text. They don't know how to say it. They don't know how to, you know, put it out there, but it's really most important that you know who your client avatar is and how to represent yourself to that person so that they see it right away and they connect. So if your thing is, you know, horse properties, then Make sure that you are showing that to the world, right? And that way, the people that are looking for horse properties are going to find you. If your thing is homes with pools, make sure that that's out there, like have videos or showcase that somehow so that you can really represent who you are to the people that are looking for someone like you. Because that way you feel like I'm the best person for the job, right? I'm the best person to help you find a horse property. I'm the best person to help you find a home with a pool or something like that. Um, so the digital marketing tools that you have, they should be digital. <laughs> so you should have a buyer's guide that has a, you know, you can send as a link. You want to have obviously seller's guide, marketing plan, um, newsletters, market updates. These are all things that you guys can incorporate into your text messages, into your emails, into your follow-up plan. So the way that you follow up with them should be thought out, strategic. You should have a plan and you should stick to it, like I've said many times, and you should you know, see where that kind of goes. And you're always going to be adjusting it because you never have it all the way dialed in. And right when you think you do, the whole thing shifts and the market shifts. And now it's, you know, it's not a seller's market anymore. It's a buyer's market and so on it goes, right? So we're always having to change things. We're always having to adjust. We're always having to analyze the details, analyze the data, figure out the best way to represent ourselves, connect with the right people, all of that. So I think I've gone on as long as I can. So does anyone have any questions? <laughs> we have a light crowd today, but if no one has any questions, then... Let's see, what are some other things I could help you guys figure out? Um, 
Let me think. Like a anybody have ads that they're running right now and they want to know? I look crazy, but I have a question, Sarah. Yes, go for it. You don't even have Sorry. to. Change. <laughs> no, I already did. I just rolled out of bed like 15 minutes ago. Still off of the Christmas high. Um, <laughs> so you had mentioned um, follow-up and follow-up is definitely something that I struggle with. Okay. Um, and it's not necessarily, I'm not following up because I'm not, I don't have a process in place for it just yet. So because I'm mixing and mingling and at events and all of that, I'll gather info or do text messages to people. And then most of the time they never make it to my database for follow-up. I just remember off the top of my head, which obviously is not great all the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure out a flow of how I can get the information to my admin so that uh. she can set the follow-up so that I can start following up. Um, and I currently use follow-up boss. So what would you suggest? So I would suggest when you're at those events, if you get their digital card or their real business card or something like that, you take a picture of it and you screenshot it and you send it immediately to your admin who will then set up tasks for you to check in or set it on a campaign. Because there's tons, if you use Follow Boss, which yes, I... I named this after follow-up boss, but it doesn't, you don't have to use follow-up boss, but there are campaigns that you can use, um, you know, and you can find in the admin section of follow-up boss that are mm -hmm. predetermined, or you can write your own, right? And then you would have like a little process that goes out like, hey, we connected at that event. And there are some on there for events because I was looking at it. There's like 988 or something like that. Oh, that's good to know. I did not know that. Yeah, so there are already written um campaigns through follow-up boss so if you go to the admin section and then i can't remember hold on i can actually look at it um because i have it up right here i can see it too i'm in front of my computer now yeah so it's admin and then it is where's my computer's good action plan action plans yep action plans and then you go to browse action plan library which is on the right there next to the search and that yeah should pop up. So then it's sorted by buyers, sellers, da, 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 right? You can search them, control F, type an event, and there might be something in there for that. But either way, like you're going to want to have, I'll get that contact information immediately to your admin because then mm -hmm. she's going to be able to set it up on the right follow-up plan. And then that can pop up, you know, as long as you're paying attention to your follow-up boss, then a task can pop up and say, hey, send this text. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Um, I want to prep myself for 2023 is to be more attentive and set follow-ups through my actual database. Because right now my database, everyone's getting like newsletters and like helpful information. But and I do call them quarterly. <clears throat> anyway, I'm just looking at ways to to make my what I do better because I do lack in follow-up quite a bit. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you had um you had an ISA or someone reaching out to, didn't you, before? Mm -hmm. I still do, yeah. Yeah, so if you still do, I mean, that's that's something that your um, admin could set up the task for them. But since you're connecting at an event, you don't really want to do that. You don't want to go backwards and have it go to the ISA. But for other things that, you know, you can have the ISA reach out if, if they're if they're able to and just say, hey, did you get that info? Did you get that email? There's all different yeah. ways that you could do it. But um but the most important thing is, yes, that you use, utilize follow-up boss because you are paying for it, I'm sure. And mm -hmm. it has amazing, you know, built-in capabilities. And then it's going to help you organize. So as long as you pay yeah. attention to that, 
and pay attention to those alerts when they pop up. Don't just ignore them or find a way to get them to the right person to make the contact for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question and helping me get to right on the top of that. (laughs) I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Okay. So that is, uh, oh, does someone have a, anyone else have another question? Nope. I think it's just us. Okay. So you guys, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me online, Sarah Delancig. I run the Inside Sales Agency. I am pretty passionate about it. I'm also in the workplace group. Um, I have like an ISA uh, workplace uh, group too. That's all ISA related. So you guys can find me on there. And it's been an amazing... Oh, Daniel just put it in the chat. Thank you, Daniel. Um, it's been an amazing month of, you know, doing this. And I'm really excited to see, you know, kind of where everything goes for everyone. And if they are able to make 2023 amazing with the advice and the tips that I've given. Um, and I'm always open to hear more because I learn a lot. I learn every day. I'm looking for new ways to do this. And I hope you, obviously you guys are too, because you're here. So thank you for being here and uh, happy holidays, happy new year. and. Until next time. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.